Welcome to Block Rockets Expert Talk, the podcast where we will interview industry experts, thought leaders and interesting figures from around the world about blockchain technology and its adoption. My name is Sagar and I'm investment manager of Block Rockets. We are one of the leading investor for early stage blockchain startups in Germany. As a part of our program, we invest up to 500,000 euro in pre-seed and seed blockchain startups. We are looking for the next big thing in the blockchain space. So if you know someone or if you think you are working on something exciting then feel free to apply to our website. In our episode today, I would like to introduce you to Harsh Rajat, founder of EPNS. Harsh has 11 years of entrepreneurial experience in various spectrum of tech including architecting, development and design in different tech fields. He started his journey with mobile apps and games back in 2009 and debuted with 360 web browser which was a revolutionary product at that time with tapped browsing downloading firefoxing music streaming along with all the bells and whistles this went to be become the top 10 apps in the us app store later on he discovered various pain points of blockchain adoption and he quickly realized how blockchain doesn't have decentralized notification protocol yet a concept which is tied to our online presence and the traditional web 2.0 services which led to the invention of ethereum push notification service and that's the his journey so far he managed to get some of the solid backer from web3 space like balaji srinivasan sandeep nailwal and some of the leading investor like jump crypto tiger global and many others hi harsh good morning how are you doing hey sir uh, i think we should call gm So yeah, yeah. Uh, doing good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, it's a sunny day in Munich, but yeah, I mean, uh, we can stick to like GM, Wagmi, Nagmi, and up to you. We can always use the buzzword. Uh, but yeah, thanks a lot once again for joining uh, Block Rocket Expert Talk. Um, how about we start uh, like from your early days? Uh, I would like to know about your journey into Web three space, right? And why did you choose to work in blockchain space? Got it. Got it. So journey into Web three space. Uh, uh, well, I think I ventured into crypto back in twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, uh, when you know India flashed the news that Bitcoin goes two thousand dollars. So of course I have to buy it, and of course after two weeks it had to go to two hundred dollars. So yeah, I think that was the journey, or that was the start of the journey. Uh, so yeah, uh, at that point of time I started trading because you know. I like Bitcoin and wanted to know what uh, it is all about, and uh, yeah, the trading strategy was buying high, selling low, worked all the time. Um, but yeah, not for not not financially, but technically it worked all the time. Do I realize in that uh, that you know there's there are more coins than just Bitcoin, and whenever a coin comes on the exchange, uh, uh, there's a price increase based on. If the exchange uh, is good or bad, so based on that, built a arbitrage bot. I now know that it's called a arbitrage bot. <laughs> At that point of time, I thought it's just a bot, but a clever bot uh, that crawls everything, looks for listing, and maintains indexes of exchanges, and based on that, buys or sells. So in 2017, 2018, I was in exploratory phase as well. I had been a mobile app and game startup back from 2011, or an entrepreneur back from 2011. But yeah, 2016, 17, I wanted to explore other things. 
And at that point of time, this bot was active. So it started sending me a lot of reports of ERC-20 clients. So this spiked my interest. Uh, and uh, uh, of course, I checked it out and I saw Ethereum. That was the time uh, uh, That was the time I realized that you can program on Ethereum. And uh, because I was an entrepreneur before, I knew that you know, before getting started on any space, you need to essentially uh, learn from uh, some of the core people in that space. Uh, so with that vision, joined a fintech company. They were doing meta transaction and aggregate identity, but just for Ethereum back in 2018. Was there for 1.5 years and. Uh, right after that, knew that uh, I want to do something of my own. So started researching and uh, uh, very quickly because I had, I have, uh, I came from the mobile background. So it was very quick to me that when I started uh, going to DAP and smart contracts, I realized that uh, the communication there was not uh, created by anyone. Or, uh, uh, or even in the communication layer, the base layer, which is notifications on which we all operate like even this meeting was a notification and then web to everything operates on notification whatsapp banking uh, paypal and more any app we use uh, that was not there in web three so that was my uh yeah so realize that and that was actually the day i think uh epns or the idea of epns was born uh so yeah that's that's my journey into crypto I forgot about the other question, Saga. So if you can repeat the other question, that would be great. No, I think you very well sum up both the question, like why blockchain and uh, your journey to uh, Web3, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I wonder what was the like uh, infrastructure side? How, how, how does it look like back in days in 2014 and 50 when it comes to buying some Bitcoin and Ethereum? Back in there, when you are in India, there is no regulation. I mean, even, the, even today, like after almost 10 years, there's no regulation, but yeah, um, would love to hear like what, what challenges you face before we move further. Actually, so a couple of cool stories, like I wish I was there in 2011, 2010, because I have heard about stories of faucets giving five BTC out. I even saw a meme that uh, there was a game contest somewhere and it was like $5,000 worth of price, $2,500 worth of price and 35 BTC. <laughs> Those were the days. Uh, but yeah, when, when I joined in, uh, the other story is like exchanges in India, they were just coming up. So there was an exchange called UnoCoin. And uh, I think uh, they sent me 0.1 BTC, uh, which I really cherish. Like nobody has given me <laughs> this big of a gift, right? So, so yeah, those, those are the two stories uh, I remember back from the days. Exchanges, uh, yeah, that was tricky. I remember Ripple launched back then. So there was a Ripple exchange also. I don't really remember the name, but probably it was Ripple.com or something. I don't know why I traded in Ripple at that point of time. I didn't know crypto. So yeah, uh, Ripple was there. Uh, uh, Ripple exchange was there. There was uh, Bitfinex, which was quite popular. Uh, Binance, I think, also was there. Again, uh, cannot really remember whether it was Binance was there in 2014 or on 2016. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Binance came very late. Like, uh, so in 2016, uh, like 17, they came uh, after the ICO. Yeah. They were like almost like uh, 
I think uh, their main operation start by October, November 2017. But yes, Bitfinex and these all guys are quite early, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and Bitstamp was also there. Jep, uh, Jeppe was also functioning in India or? Yeah, I think Zeppe was also functioning in India. Correct. So, fun times. Uh, it was like <laughs> weird interfaces. <laughs> But yeah, fun, fun times. So, so it's always like that, right? Uh, if somebody started in 1819, they always wish they would have been two years early. So I meet you today, like, and you were saying like, uh, 2014, uh, 15, you started, but you wish you were a little bit early rather than 2014, 15, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true, true. But, but I also heard that there are so many IITs, like especially IIT Bombay batch of 2011. Those are like uh, some of the unknown Wales, I'm not sure is it true or uh, false, but yeah, I heard that uh, like 2011 and 12 batch of computer science and IT batch of IIT Mumbai, especially, they are the, like the biggest Bitcoin whales out there in India. Yeah, they are not telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I will go with your word. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, we don't need anything from them, but yeah, that's also like, it's also good to stay on, and on some time. Uh, moving further, uh, uh, Harsh, so you already mentioned uh, starting this EPNS, but let's let's go a little bit deep into that. Uh, why did you think like this is need of an hour to start decentralized uh, push notification, this communication protocol? Why do you think it is it is going to become like next big thing? Why is it necessary so, to build? Yeah, I mean, I see you are everywhere in all the ETH conferences, building out, helping out hackers. Um, yeah, would love to hear your thoughts. Got it. So, I mean, as I mentioned, like back in 2020, uh, Hackmany 2020, we built this out. But yeah, why it was needed? Uh, I mean, two pointers, just think about it. Uh, when we get up in the morning, we look at our phone. And we see all the notifications or all the communication coming from services directly to us, whether it's important emails, whether it's our Google Calendar, whether it's the Zoom call, whether it's uh, anything we do on banking, whether it's any payment, PayPal, Venmo payment, whether it's anything we do on social media. Uh, we are not doing those things uh, because, you know, at one point of time, our mindset, that, okay, let's just check that out. Most of the time, it's notifications that are saying hey, something of importance might have occurred to you and what you want to do. Even when we are chatting on WhatsApp, uh, we are not as much as chatting as we are doing notifications and then chat because notifications inform us like this is happening. And then we decide if we want to give our time or not. Uh, same thing in Discord, same thing on Twitter. So that's, that's the first case, like Web2 purely operates on notification. And that is the base communication there, and that is needed uh, for any adoption to come. Like, why would people adopt something uh, which will make them go back to the pre-modern internet days? So that's that's one reason. Like, pre-modern uh, internet day is probably when we had output and we had to go over there, and that was good when we were starting, but. It's not a sustainable model because as apps grew, as we got more into web or virtual world or virtual web 2.0, uh, we use a lot more apps than we used to. 
and we cannot go back again and again. So services just figured out that they can get our attention by saying that, you know, this thing is happening and what you want to do. So that, that was one reason why, you know, Web3 needed this. The other reason is if you just think about it, like on Twitter, we are chatting to each other via Twitter DMs or Twitter username with their communication layer or their native communication layer. On WhatsApp, we are chatting to each other through WhatsApp phone numbers, which is their username, and we are chatting through their native communication layer. It's not like that, you know, we want to chat to someone on WhatsApp and I guess that this person will have this email or this Twitter ID and I'll mail. That doesn't work. That's a broken interface. Uh, but when you come to Web3, Web3 usernames, they are the wallet addresses. And there was no communication layer built that could directly uh, chat or directly communicate with those wallet addresses. So that was the need for Ethereum push notification service. The name is a bit of a misnomer because uh, while we started with Ethereum, uh, we are truly multi-chain. Like the vision is to become the de facto communication standard of Web3. Uh, so that means not only Ethereum or Ethereum L2s, but we can also uh, be used on Avalanche or any other blockchain. It doesn't matter that it has to be Ethereum. And push notification, again, that's a misnomer because push notification is the base communication Lego protocol layer that we wanted to build. And after that, we wanted to go more into the communication stack which is uh, uh, push chat or wallet to wallet chat that we are uh, going to launch uh, very, very soon. That's alpha uh, uh, But yeah, in essence, uh, for developers uh, or for people who are into Web3 analogies, it's a decentralized communication protocol using which uh, any DAP, any smart contract, any backend, any protocol, can send communications that are tied to wallet addresses. And these communications are gasless. Uh, uh, they are multi-chain, they're platform agnostic, and they come from an open network. So the idea is that these communications can now be tapped with any existing crypto wallets, and they can be shown to you as a Web3 username when you uh, log into your crypto wallet, uh, thereby essentially easing the entire process where in one day you might open metamask and if they have integrated pns you will see all the notifications uh, from all the services or all the protocols you have opted in uh, which will ease up your life if you are into DeFi, you might see that your loans are about to be liquidated uh, if you are into ens you might see that ens domains are expiring if you are a uniswap lp uh, you can see that your LP is uh, earning fees or not. And, you know, that's just like the DeFi examples I gave. But if you're into governance, you'll see proposals coming and you can just say yes and no. Uh, you don't have to go to several sites to find that out. If you are into NFTs, you can probably chat to the NFT owner and see if, you know, a button can be done. Or, you know, if an NFT collector launches something and, you know, you like that NFT collector, you can basically be notified that a new collection is available. Uh, it grows even deeper. If you go into metaverse, then uh, how will you chat or communicate with each other into the metaverse? So that is where the communication layer becomes. So that's the idea of EPNS. Uh, uh, in essence, it's a communication protocol. We have uh, built the notification Lego protocol out 
now we are uh, building the chat Lego protocol because of course after notification you can have chat you can build discord you can build whatsapp or whatever so providing these protocol uh, uh, level uh, API calls and protocol levels, uh, 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 protocol level uh, functions to develop ensures that you know Web3 can build on top of it and we can have something like a Zoom in the future, or we can have something like uh, Lens having chat in the future and so on. So that was the idea behind starting EPNS when um, we started, I think. Uh, I think we were the first one to start. I actually know that for the fact we are the first one to start with, uh, because at that point people were more into uh, solving layer twos, and that was good for us because we got to invent this out. Uh, but yeah, uh, in terms of use cases and why it's needed, uh, I think those two points are uh, good enough to justify it. Got it. Um, so moving further. Um... Arch, I would like to know, like, okay, now you got the idea, you explained very well what's the EPNS is and what are the use cases of it. But I think the, at the beginning, um, once you have the idea, idea is what's zero, right? Until unless you don't execute. And for execution, you need the money, right? And I think you have like solid angel backers. Uh, so I would like to know the like early story, how did you approach them? And specifically, I would like to know, like, how did you convince Balaji? How did you reach out to him? And of course, I, I'm not interested like uh, to know like how big they wrote the check, but like how, what is the approach, you know, like maybe then some of the founders will watch this podcast and maybe they will get some sort of like a uh, motivation that, okay, there's nothing is impossible. Even you can reach out to any big or small angels. Got it. Actually, for the founders who are listening, I see that a lot of times, like nothing is impossible, guys. So I do have three advices. Like uh, I can come back to it later, but let me uh, uh, tell you about the journey a bit. So persistence is actually one of the keys when we're starting as a founder. Uh, when we started, like for nine months, uh, we knew we were onto something. We had community love and support, but uh, we were also not earning anything. So uh, in essence, like when we got our first check-in, uh, we only had 300 or so dollars in our account. So persistence is the key and you know, you feel like giving up at times. Uh, and that is where passion comes in, right? You know, if you're passionate about something, then giving up will be the last, last thing that you'll do. So make sure that you have that. Uh, the way the first check came in was because of the love from the Ethereum community. So uh, we participated in GR7, Bitcoin Round 7, which is an open source uh, uh, funding for open source goods. And uh, at that point, you know, we were talking to people like, this is what we are building. This is how it's going. And people just genuinely liked what we are building. So we went on to become the top three. Uh, in Gitcoin uh, round seven, uh, both in terms of funding received, which was around $17,000, and uh, in terms of the community love and support. Uh, right after that, we uh, won a grant from Aave and Polygon, and of course, we closed our uh, angel and VC round. Like, Palaji is, of course, really, really awesome. He's there. But we also have like so many cool VCs, like uh, uh, Parafai, A Capital Tiger, Global Term, Finance Labs, and so on. 
and of course on the individual side we have some very very cool groups as well uh, so the way we approached angels or VCs uh, was by being just shameless so that's that's the advice like uh, shameless and humble like we just reach out to them that we are building something cool or we think it's cool uh, here is the traction or here is the community uh, love that we have gotten and uh, we would love to just talk to you and we did it again and again and again and again for two three months and uh, you know at one point of time what what happened was like when we were sharing these updates with Balaji, he basically started reacting with emojis. So we knew that, you know, at least he's reading and that was good enough for us, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, after that, the emojis kind of grew into very short conversations. At one point of time, uh, I was in, it was probably 4 a.m. where uh, I was and uh, Balaji just like Google or Zoom. And uh, I was like, I don't want to fix a time with them. Let me just send a Google link and just change and go upstairs and take a chance. And that was a chance where we got Balaji. So persistence is the key. Uh, making sure that you're building cool things and making sure you're humble about it is the key. These are very smart people and they are very helpful people as well. So getting their attention is actually uh, the issue but persistence solves that and uh, then you know being shameless and asking questions or asking for help because you're building on web3 so you're building something together that also helps because there's so many VCs and so many angels wherein we ask that our pitch is not right and we basically gave them an hour-long pitch uh, every time for six times and they still came on the call to tell us to keep it short keep it for minutes or so i think some of the angels we just got because they just gave up they didn't want to listen to another pitch uh but yeah that's that's the thing uh so as i said be shameless and asking questions the other thing is sharing your idea like when we started sharing our idea the community started gathering around it the community ethereum community is very strong in that like they show all the love so ethereum community even mentors or web three leaders they started telling us okay let me see how we can help so one of the tweets we did uh dan finley replied like dan finley of metamask said uh this is not how the communication should work you need to do it better and that 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 tweet gets you thinking right that tweet gets you uh, motivated that okay this is not how it should be there is a better way to do it and that's how we started improving uh, our community member basically got us our first dot death for epns uh, and they were doing it like just out of love so asking or you know just talking to your community whether it's one person 10 person 100 person 100k it doesn't matter just go out with your ideas like all the founders they are sometimes scared that you know my idea would be stolen by a vc uh, i can vouch for it like vcs will never store the idea like as sagar said ideas you know ideas might be a million dollar or, you know you can say it's a million dollar idea but it's the execution that makes it a billion dollar product so ideas will not be stolen by vcs especially in web3 good vcs cannot 
steal your idea because they will be called up. So uh, share your ideas. And the last advice, which is actually the first advice is join a hackathon, guys. Uh, hackathon does so much for you. Uh, not only does it teaches you the ins and out of the industry, because it's aligned and put like that, like Eat Global, I would recommend. We started from Eat Global Hacking 2020. One and just started from Eat Global. So many cool projects have started from Eat Global. So that is one thing. The other thing is like when we started sharing our idea at Eat Global, uh, we actually started sharing the idea to Ethereum Foundation. They said, go build it out at Eat Global. Then we started sharing that idea out. So uh, we got a lot of attention from the three leaders. Like, uh stanley from Harvey. like i don't think he will remember but he was the first one to comment that he might personally use this out and that is all the thing that you need or all the motivation that you need to continue building we were judged by mariana conti who's called the father of defi he uh his he basically was the head of smart contract of make a doubt and uh, uh basically he created that and he basically judged us and uh after six after that six months uh, for six months we didn't talk but he was so sweet that after six months when we were raising and we reached out to him or someone connected us he basically sent us that clip that i still remember you guys and he's such a dear friend now and that is the power of you know hackathon it connects you to web3 mentors and it connects you to all the people who can help you out build whatever vision you're building so those are the three advices I would like to share with every founder. Got it. No, um, thanks a lot for sharing. Um, I think being shameless is the best thing uh, you can ever do uh, because uh, I'm also like starting my threads on networking because this is where I'm good at, right? And uh, being shameless is the, like just the beginning point. And on the second yeah. point, I'm also agree with you that uh, uh, persistent is really important. And the also sharing the idea is also like, uh, so basically when somebody is asking us like uh, as an investor, like if somebody comes to us and they say like, guys, you need to sign the NDA, then we like, guys, that's how it doesn't work in Web3 especially because your idea is worth zero and we have no interest or no time to build on your idea, right? So basically you don't execute it, it's just a idea. And there are like so many people out there are building. And I think going into Hackathon also gives you lots of, uh, traction right some sort of as you said like one inch you guys are also product of hackathon uh, basically it's good in terms of networking meeting out other fellows from web3 and this is why like really uh, web3 space um, harsh is because people are so interactive helpful friendly right and everyone is willing to help but of course like what you're building it's also matters right people don't have time to just help out random guys right so you need to first explain what you guys are building and then uh, i'm sure you can ask for it and people will find it that might not be like a first day you go out and ask for help and people will come to you. But if you are persistent again, as you said, uh, some people will come to you, join your tribe within one week, one month or six months. Correct, correct. There will be yeah. some help so out there it's, for sure. It's, it's a phase, like uh, like even the NDA thing, like I can speak from experience, I was so scared. I actually asked few weeks like if they can sign an NDA and they basically complied. And, I now feel so stupid that I asked them for that. <laughs> they were awesome to comply, but it's not needed. Like, just go out with your idea uh, into the community. Like, that's how Ethereum did it. That's how Bitcoin did it. And everything will work out. So, yeah.
Got it. So moving further, let's let's talk about merge, right? Um, they're like OFAC uh, sanctions are like talk of the town. Uh, like yesterday, some people started talking on Twitter about like now yield after the merge. So what are your views on like in general, like all these uh, talks going on around like, uh, but we'll stick to like more technical side, like what are the technical difficulties and what will be the case scenario when there is like a miners would not be agree to go with the proof of stake chain and they will fork Ethereum and they will stay with the proof of work side, right? Got it. So I mean, the beauty of uh, blockchain and the beauty of Web3 is that anybody can do anything. So you can, if you want to create a global bank, you can. If you think that Ethereum is not doing something right, you can fork it out. And it doesn't matter which part of the world you are from. Personally, I mean, I built this out from a very small city in India. Um, and, you know, all I needed was internet connection and uh, laptop. Uh, and then it was up to the community or the people to like to have that network effect. So when it comes to, you know, forking things out, like I am all up for people who want to fork this out. Eventually the network effect decides or people who, who people want to rally with decides like how it will go out. We have seen that with Ethereum and ETC, Ethereum Classic as well. So personally, I'm all in for proof of stake. I think it's a very good step towards uh, uh, building a better blockchain or uh, building a more sustainable blockchain. Uh, and of course it comes with uh, other things as well in the future shining and whatnot. So I like proof of stake, but if someone doesn't like proof of stake, they can go for proof of work. Uh, again, it's a network effect that decides because uh, there, there will be a lot of people who will just stick to proof of stake in my opinion. So like DeFi or stable coins, for example. So if the stable coin doesn't want to uh, honor the one USDC out or the exchange doesn't want to honor it out. Like, uh, I don't think then, you know, that will work. But if, you know, the proof of work is what community needs, then everyone will align towards that. And, you know, that will become the next Ethereum. So that's that's the beauty of blockchain or that's the beauty of Ethereum. I absolutely love that. Uh, do whatever you want. Do whatever innovation you want to do. And, everything will be okay as long as the community is with you. So that's the thing about uh, uh, the forking. Uh, in terms of sanction, uh, like that's a tricky one. Like uh, I think uh, I did a couple of interviews for Crypto Slate as well as I wrote my tweet out. I don't think open source uh, programmers should be punished uh, for writing encryption code. It's just as saying that HTTPS uh, 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 should not be invented or we go after the programmers of HTTPS. So, you know, we punish people who invent SCAR because SCARs can be used for bad stuff. So I think we need to understand a bit more about Web3 in general before we can do something around it or before we can regulate. And even then, you know, punishing bad actors or punishing uh, people who are using this uh, are two different things. Like you should punish bad actors, but you should not punish the tech. That's how humanity has progressed forward. Like 
it's very easy to say that the Zoom that we are using uh, can be used by someone who might have malicious thoughts and therefore we go after the creator of Zoom. So I don't think that should occur, uh, especially when we don't understand uh, the way it does, like uh, uh, tornado cash in general. Uh, uh, the government banned it, and I understand the reason why it's banned. Like uh, it was used, or it was a major tool used to convert some of the things out, or some of the tainted it out. But uh, because the understanding was limited, what happened was that after that, uh, tainted it was distributed to a lot of uh, ENS domains that were popular, and as a result, their legit money they were not able to access it in some of the DeFi platforms. So I don't think that should happen. That is basically punishing uh, a good uh, actor in the ecosystem and a good citizen overall, just for uh, uh, just because, you know, uh, you're going after uh, the technology itself. So I think something else should be done in place that can prevent these things to happen. But Technology as a whole should not be punished. So those those are my thoughts with regards to the OFAC list. Uh, understood, Harsh. So I, I would like to ask more like uh, India-based question, right? As Balaji also always says, like uh, bullish on Indians. Uh, so do you think that next Google and next Facebook of Web3 is coming out of India? Yes. I I actually uh, uh, I'm very very bullish on India. So uh, see, in my head, uh, we Indians uh, already have that uh, tech side of things figured out. So in Web two, we were not the tech leaders, but we were the service sector leaders. That means we know exactly how things work and how to maintain things or how to build features to new things. That basically gives us a huge advantage. So that gives India a very huge advantage. Where then uh, in Web3, now they have the opportunity to become the innovation leaders, which I believe we were when, you know, we were uh, counting the days of Aryabhatta when we invented zero rather than, you know, servicing uh, zero. So, uh, so yeah, I do believe that the leap is very small because we already know how things work, how distributed system work, and we just have to apply that in Web3. So I do believe uh, India has a very good chance of uh, creating the next Google or creating the next Amazon. I think in innovations, India has already done very, very well. Like look at Polygon. I would say that we are also in the same basket. So even look at us, uh, look at Biconomy, uh, look at uh, uh, Arcana. Uh, so these are like some of the uh, cool crypto projects that are coming out of India. So, uh, so yeah, very bullish around India and very bullish around Indian engineers and entrepreneurs. Of course, it's uh, 20 years of uh, service sector experience, so wasn't definitely overnight, but now we can clearly see like how the IITNs and all PA1 uni graduates just living their uh, heavily paid corporate jobs and building in Web3. Uh, 
and yeah it's just a matter of time but yeah just i wanted to have validation from your side like how do you see the space what are the blockchain based use cases till today people are not talking about and you think uh, from your perspective which will be like next big thing in blockchain space or web3 space which will change like uh, our whole life the way we live completely that's such a loaded question sagar uh i mean few years ago like Uh, 2019, I couldn't have predicted that DeFi will take over, and that would be the next big thing. So my prediction is actually something will happen down the line, which we didn't saw coming, and uh, that will change lives. Uh, other predictions, like I do believe NFTs are in uh, generation zero right now, so there will come a point where they will mature, so we'll have secondary sales. uh that will go to nft like i mean one of the very cool example of nft is uh, selling a concert ticket and uh, people usually cannot sell the concert ticket to others because you know there's no way to verify and of course concert uh, owners they are not earning royalty i mean that nft being on blockchain and having a secondary royalty program could just solve that out uh we can even uh, own uh, shows uh, we can basically own the show and a part of the royalty out as well so nfts i think are going to be huge uh, i also see that you know there will be some invention which we didn't saw coming and they will be huge of course communication is going to be huge as well like i'm building that so i'm always very bullish on that uh, so yeah understood uh so moving further actually we supposed to finish it in like a shorter but yeah uh, the discussion kept us like keep going uh so my last question is like what is your pay market strategy and advice to the fellow founders because everyone is in their own hopium and euphoria and there is everything going up only and uh, suddenly like things change so fast in crypto especially like in two months like now everyone turned like bearish though the fundamentals are the still same right the building is happening so faster the funds is getting uh, pouring into web3 space uh, in the coffer of uh, vc is like also like all time high we had like all time high investment done in web3 last year and it's still not slowing down some sort of slow it down but i mean still it's going all time high um, what are your advice uh, or what do you suggest to the fellow founders like how to survive the peer market i'm sure this is not your first one like maybe second or third as in person in space and maybe second one as in like a builder right yeah okay so your thoughts so i think for i mean bear markets are good guys like it's good for building uh i know that it's a cycle we probably all of us know that it's a cycle what uh, you need to focus on is that uniswap and open sea were built in the bear markets of 2018 so uh this is the time to build like uh, of course uh, you might have some issues getting the traction going or getting the funding going but don't focus on that focus on just building for the community that's all we need to do whether it's beer whether it's bull uh those are mostly for traders like for builders it should not matter you should just keep on building because whatever you're building you're building with a tokenized use case so if you're building like that it doesn't really matter like uh, a token if you know a token is just a means of getting funding 
then probably it will matter to you. But I would say don't go in that sense. Like a token uh, which is useful, like how Ethereum is, like how Polygon is, or any other project like who has a useful token will always become really, really big. So build with the basis or with the focus that you're building for uh, the community, you're building for the developers, and not because it's a bull or be a market. That is just something which uh, should be aligned to traders, not to developers. Got it. Thanks, Arj. Uh, last question. Uh, are you active on Twitter or where can people can reach out to you on LinkedIn or if you would like sure. to share your uh, social media profiles? Sure. Sangit, this is the first time someone asked me for a LinkedIn account. <laughs> Uh, you, you guys can find me on Twitter. So I'm at twitter.com slash harishdajit. You can also check out our project epns.io or epns uh, project on Twitter. And yeah. Got it. No, I mean, we, we, I, I'm still active on LinkedIn. Uh, there's like, a, like a, it's, it's like... A... <laughs> Um, as an investor, you should be active everywhere. Otherwise, you miss out yes. something big. Yes. But yes, I, I have like 750 requests on LinkedIn. <laughs> I don't I'm know sure. how I'll clear that out. Yeah, no, you don't need to do anything. Yes, we are building complete out of Web3, but we still have to like uh, play a role. And so many guys reach out to us on LinkedIn. But yeah, I'm sure out of 750, there is also one of the requests is also from me. Uh, okay. Yeah, thanks a lot, Harsh, for joining uh, today and uh, sharing your uh, wisdom and uh, sharing your early days of journey. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks a lot for having me, Sagar. It was really fun for me as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoy our discussion. Remember to subscribe to our channel to get up to date with the latest news in the blockchain space. Links in the description box below. Please also reach out to us if you are a blockchain startup or know anyone who is looking for funding. Talk soon.